Hello, survivors, and welcome to the Apocalypse Postcast, a podcast. I'm your host, Makeshift, and I've got a very special episode coming your way. I've invited a few wastelanders to join me today to tell their best wasteland story. There will be laughs, there will be shots fired and shots consumed as we hear some of the untold tales of the wastes. I'm sure many of you have heard of Wasteland Weekend and the worldwide post-apocalypse festival phenomenon that it sparked. Across the globe, post-apocalypse fans gather in full dystopian costume, build makeshift camps, and drive malicious Mad Max vehicles as they shelter from the fallout and celebrate the end of the Earth. I've got three larger-than-life guests for this first edition of Wastelander Stories, and I think it's about time I introduce them. First up is the warlord of Coyote Canyon, elder of the mighty Skullduggers, esteemed member of the Ghoulcrest Hunting Club, slayer of the Mudflat Monster, and magister of Undertown. He's the man who sits behind the moon. He's the Baron. Drown yourself in bittersweet tears and curse the gods that made you. <laughs> and I've seen your face on some currency as at Wasteland as well. How's inflation treating the Baron buck? Uh, well, um, it's it's a completely arbitrary currency, so uh, I think we're immune to inflation. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a built-in uh, feature. How many Baron bucks for uh, like a functioning spark plug? That's uh, at least 30 million. <laughs> awesome. All right. Next up, he's known across the waist as the elder hunter of the Rust Devils, the man with the red right hand, stalwart knight of Undertown, the shirt weaver, the patch summoner, the ambassador of themes, the man of a thousand deaths, grenade slinger, the general slayer, mysterious tie hoarder, the brow burner and giver of tetanus. It's critical bigs. Hey, welcome home, motherfucker. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> doing all right and uh you're also pretty famous for throwing grenades how did that become your weapon of choice <laughs> uh i mean i could just say why not but uh <laughs> i i had a whole bunch of spare toy grenades just for fun we'd, we'd use them for decoration around the camp and the baron was uh talking shit and so i decided to hunt him down and uh jumped into the car parade uh literally hopped onto the back of someone's truck they wanted me to uh-huh. and when we went by uh the skullduggers camp i decided to throw a grenade into uh the baron's tent <laughs> little did i know the baron wasn't even in there <laughs> it was someone else sitting in his throne it was the swede and uh, oh, no. he had someone he told someone else to jump on the grenade <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it just became a thing i was like you know biggs Biggs is weird. Biggs um, is a bit crazy, and uh-huh. uh, he likes to share the love. And rather than a bullet, you know, that goes to one person, a grenade, you know, uh, can be addressed to many people. So that's so true. Yeah, you're non distinguishing. Exactly. It's got an exactly. area of love effect. <laughs> exactly. I love everyone. So hey. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, you did mention the Sweden there. For anyone who doesn't know, he's yes. one of the leaders of the uh, Wasteland Communication Corps, mm-hmm. who'd run the newspaper and the radio station. And uh, the, what else? R- r- shortwave radio communication. It, they do all sorts of stuff, but they're great. Yeah, um, he's rad. Dude, he's, yeah. he's super cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, last up, here we go. Mongo with the Dukes of the Nuke. Say hi. <laughs> I don't need the titles. I let my actions speak. No accolades whatsoever. I don't need them. I don't need them. And uh, I understand your well-earned title of party chief is retired. What's up with that? Uh, listen, I uh, I appreciated being the Wasteland Slurms McKenzie for a long time, but I'm just so sick and tired of partying. <laughs> Have you officially become a uh, uh, an old guy? I 
I, uh, I, yes, this year is definitely worn me out. <laughs> this Welcome to the club. Me out, both physically and mentally. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's yeah. a big vibe. Yeah. Do you guys remember when Wasteland started like 10 years ago when we were all young and bushy-eyed and it's full of so much hope? Naive. <laughs> I actually just survived a tsunami earthquake nuclear apocalypse in Japan back then. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You were ready. Yeah. yeah. You were like, let's, let's pretend to do it again. <laughs> it is weird to look back on that and see just how young everyone was. You know, right. a, a legit yeah. amount of time has absolutely passed since yeah. first going. We I know it's kind of badly. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild because like we're we're approaching the the amount of time that we we're in school. You know, like when when you think about like, are right, you got twelve grades, right? So that's twelve years oh, of knowing those same people and how much happens during that time. And now Wasteland's been going on for over a decade. So, oh my god, that's nuts. That's a good way to think of it. Wow. Yeah, I've yeah. been a yeah. skullbugger twice as long as I was in the U.S. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been a Duke for two and a half times as long as I was in college. You know, it's just nuts. Right. right. Yeah. Looking All right, guys, we're going to get into some very wastelandy stuff today. And yeah. uh, for everyone out there, uh, I, I want to make sure you are all uh, listening to the same apocalypse here. So I got a quick list of terminology you're going to encounter today on Wastelander Stories. Uh, first up is Wasteland City, which is the fully themed area of the Wasteland Weekend Festival. Attendees are generally called Wastelanders, so you'll hear us talk about Wastelanders uh, quite a bit. And many of those Wastelanders are members of tribes, which are themed group camps. Like uh, the Baron is, is a member of the Skullduggers, Mongo is a member of my tribe, the Dukes of the Nuke. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Wards, which are groups of similar tribes that are grouped together in blocks. So the Skullduggers and the Rust Devils are part of a much larger group of tribes called Undertown. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That's a, that's a lot to get through. Yeah. <laughs> Undertown. Undertown. Yeah. Yeah. And real quick, Baron, you wanted to make a drinking game for today. What do you got for us? Yeah. So anytime somebody dies in one of our stories um, or we mention one of the honored fallen like War Chief Grimm. Yeah. To drink at the party. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, that, sound, oh, that sounds great when it comes to my stories uh get ready <laughs> the man of a thousand deaths yes yeah, oh, yeah, i've yeah. died more times than i think anyone oh no <laughs> let's just oh, get and, out of the way now and drink for critical big oh, let's, <laughs> right. let's do it yeah do that. <laughs> oh my mm. yeah we're in for it death happens a lot at wasteland weekend and uh you know because we're, we're cosplaying a little bit we're we're pretending a little bit, you know, we're, we're basically playing like we're five years old, except we're, you know, adults in costumes. Yeah, a little bit older. <laughs> it's been said because there's a, there's a large LARP community that like Wasteland Weekend is it's just LARPing and then you get all vehement and fight about it. And uh, the consensus was Wasteland Weekend isn't LARPing, but it's also not not LARPing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wait, exactly. Characters. Yeah, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things is that people jump in and out of character uh, completely indiscriminately. Like, like I remember one time, um, Chief, who uh, is with the um, uh, with the Juggers, uh, he came over and he was in full character. Uh, talking to War Chief Grimm of the Dukes of the Nuke, he was inviting him to his wedding, and of course, uh, War Chief Grimm and Chief are not. Uh, War Chief Grimm, drink. War Chief Grimm, War Chief Grimm. At this time, the two tribes were not allied, so you know they they kind of 
Grim basically like spat at him a little bit, told him to get out of there. And then once that was established, they hugged and said hi because they hadn't seen each other yet. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he actually blew smoke in his face and told him to fuck off. <laughs> that is exactly. <laughs> yes. We could do yeah. an entire uh, podcast on the shift into LARPing from the original events, like, <laughs> style. If you, oh, yeah. if you do that, uh, you got to have at least one rust double there because uh, – Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think oh, a couple yeah. of the stories we're going to get into today are actually going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how about we just get, are you guys ready to jump into it? I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Oh, yeah, let's, let's kick this pig. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> the Apocalypse Postcast is brought to you by the Dukes of the Nuke. Come to the Dukes of the Nuke camp. We're gun runners and mercenaries. Uh, we will give you guns. We will upgrade your gear. We will mod your gear. We will give you guns to run for us. And if you're successful, we pay you for it. So the, the um, like I said, the first officially sanctioned ward of tribes was called Undertown. And it's full of thieving marauders, murderers for hire, and folks who don't like to share their dinky die. They've created a lot of traditions over the years. And the Baron is going to give you a little story about how one such tradition came about. Go for it, Baron. Yeah, okay. So this is a big behind-the-scenes story for us. Uh, for those of you who are not avid wastelanders... Wasteland Weekend has gladiatorial fights um, in a similar fashion to other like medieval events like uh, the SCA or the EMP. And these are guys in full steel armor with like rattan and like basically like two by fours wrapped in duct tape. Right. And um, some of these dudes are like huge and muscular and just it's it's very violent. <clears throat> All <laughs> manner of safety precautions are taken and such, but. We've uh, hosted these, yeah, we, we, the the event has hosted these fights um, for years now, and the very first gladiator champion of Wasteland Weekend goes by Thorbjorn Ulfsson, and Mm -hmm. he is a mighty skulldugger. Yes, Thorbjorn! (laughs) (laughs) He's fantastic. Um, So... He was unable to defend his title the, the next year because the Friday of the event, a bear killed his dog. What? So he, he lives yeah, up he, in bear country. Yeah. Yeah. He, he lives on a ranch out with his wife and kids. And um, so he got an emergency message and he had to leave Wasteland Weekend early the night before his title match to defend his title. And, uh, Right, like an hour before the f- the fight that he obviously couldn't be at, he managed to message us to let us know that he that he killed the bear. I was about to say this is the worst story, but that's amazing. Did, did oh he yeah, win yeah, automatically. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it got kind of passed along, and there there's some you know dispute and feelings. But however, the gladiator fights have um, kind of evolved over the years. Some of the rules have changed and such, and it's still a fantastic event. Totally the spectacle is amazing. Oh yeah. But yeah. um regardless, we have a lot of crossover in our community with other events like the Society for Creative Anachronism and uh you know Ren Fairs and biker and car clubs and stuff like that. And Thorbjorn gets his name from his SCA persona and he had been um dedicated to the SCA for years and years and years. But there are a lot of ingrained politics, similar to in some ways that Wasteland has taken on some of its own internal power structures within, like, you know, cliques and communities and, you know, things just kind of like 
develop the way anthropologically <laughs> the yeah, way yeah. that people do these things. So he's put in the work and the dedication for like 20 years to become a knight in their organization, which is no small feat. But this is, that's a thing that takes like four or five years of hard work. And um, basically like a Duke in his house or tribe, if you will, like flipped off a King in the eighties. So like none of them are allowed to be, <laughs> it's just awful politics. And uh, at this time, Undertown was a brand new experiment to have a fully sanctioned ward being like uh, Mike Darling said earlier, uh, makeshift that yeah. uh, fully. So we were uh, building this village that was supposed to be a raider stronghold, like bad guy town. Right. And this was our first year. And in preparation, I was like, man, we got to we got to organize a few things, you know, some some like community building events. And I was I got off a call with Thorbjorn. And it hit me. I was like, oh, shit, knowing a little bit about the SCA. And at this time, I was one of the six senior staff members for Wasteland Weekend. I, I was the community manager. Mm-hmm. And in the SCA organization, they have kings and kings are crowned after like combat tournaments. And for a set amount of years, they rule their fantasy kingdom. And, you know, they, they kind of preside over like they're like contest judges and, and such. But then they also award people on the admin side, like the real world side that like get all the permits and like handle, you know, like park reservations and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the highest ranking um, versions of that, they call a Seneschal, which is like an honorific. It's just like kind of like the equivalent of a prince or, or smaller king. Huh. So after talking with Thorbjorn and, and really thinking about how we could enrich the culture of our of our post-apocalyptic raider stronghold. I was like, fucking Thor, I'm the equivalent of a Seneschal at Wasteland Weekend if it was an SCA event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. by all means, I could just knight him myself. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Don't make yeah, it weird. So, don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. It's like, it's so, and I, I've been known as the Baron for such a long time, and that's that's a whole other story in, it, in itself. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm also in the lore of the event the like raider warlord of this raider stronghold. And at the time it was made up of four other different bandit tribes. Right. I was like, yeah, I can totally justify this in the lore. So I contacted me and um, Danny Kovacs is another founder of the mighty Skullbuggers, our raider tribe. We started contacting all the other undertowners and we're like, Hey, could you guys make a few gifts? You know, <laughs> you know, just like, could you, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna knight this guy, and I'm a fan of anachronisms. The Baron thing is kind of a coincidence, but um, the idea kind of like in Borderlands, if you if you've ever played that video game, mm-hmm. no, um, yeah, or even like Fallout, you know, where you you've got psychos and bandits and raiders, but then you've got like badass psychos, <laughs> right. yeah, that right. up leveled right. one, right. that yeah, up leveled yeah. one. So I was like, ones. yeah, I was like, man, we're gonna knight. Thorbjorn at Wasteland as raiders. Like, what's the point of being a raider knight? It's a little, it's it's a little clumsy when you're just trying to shoehorn it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was yeah, like, there's, no, a, there's a mixed metaphor there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, if we're gonna build our own raider culture, like, why aren't our badass psychos just undertown knights? Yeah. So we right. kind of made it work, and I was like, okay, in the tradition of medieval knighthood and stuff like that. 
lords and stuff would try to curry favor with the newly ennobled knights, even though it's a really low ranking, um, you know, these dudes were like fully armored and rode helicopter, rode, um, not helicopters, um, horses. I'm going to finish that point. You know, it's like the equivalent of like an Apache helicopter on the battlefield in, in like medieval ages. So you want that guy to be your friend. So you would like buy him nice furniture or, or cool clothes or give him like sugar, you know, whatever you yeah, had. Like, in tribute. Yeah. In tribute to the new knight. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, and it, and it worked. I organized this secret as shit event and no one told Thor. He never, never got a clue. And oh, we, wow. we, we made him this like furred cloak. I mean, it was like an old drapes and half a military wool blanket with some like shag carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. And, yeah. Somebody made him this like welded steel, like wild battle axe. And we claimed the steel was smelted down from Legio X assassin daggers. <laughs> and the yes. list goes on and on. So then I started to invite foreign dignitaries from other tribes that were friends or allies. Of course, at the time, the Dukes of the nuke, uh, you and Mongo, your tribe, we were mm. all still at war in, in the lore of the event. Right. I remember. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I took advantage of knowing that all undertowners would be at this event inside the mushroom cloud lounge, uh, where my throne room was that I started inviting everybody. And I was like, if you could bring a gift, it could be a handmade thing, some cheap thrift store shit, anything that you could put a spin on it as a gift for a newly like elevated Raider badass. (laughs) And, uh, so I, we managed to pull this off. So uh, I've got this, this huge, just <laughs> mass of, of bandits and raiders and sundry bad guys. It's like oh three God. times the most Isley cantina in our post-apocalyptic nightclub made out of B-52 deceleration parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> and shoulder like a, to shoulder. Yeah, it's like a Thursday night or a Friday night at the event, the very first one. And this is the first year of Undertown. So it was like a, a show of force. You know, this is a real... A vulgar display of of power and pageantry <laughs> and i sent criers out into the street to just pull in random bystanders it's like let's just let folk watch this thing because um chief you mentioned chief uh city buster from the army yeah. of los angeles he would call that uh masturbatory theater <laughs> like, if we're just doing this for ourselves like it doesn't matter sure, we should sure. have some people involved and uh <laughs> <laughs> so would that make that like voyeurism or, or exhibitionism? Yeah, as Wasteland Weekend is supposed to be this fully immersive event that's supposed to feel like a living, breathing city. And we all remember like our first years when it was just like basic camping. Next and, yeah, 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 yeah. So we've developed this and now it's starting to feel like a living, breathing. Like it's another year, it's like you just walk by. It's always like, hey, you want to? hang out in the heart of this Raider stronghold and watch this super important thing. And they're like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess. Sure. I guess. So then I'm sitting on my throne and I've got like bodyguards, like, you know, full battle rattle armed to the teeth. And I'm, you know, come forth, Thor Bjorn Olsen, first champion gladiator of the wasteland city. And he, he shows up and I was like, Neil. And he looks at me. I'm standing up on this dais this, I mean, made out of plywood. <laughs> and uh, he gets down on one knee. I was like, for conspicuous commitment to the glory of Undertown and the 
fucking unrivaled achievements <laughs> of your tribe. I knight you. And I pulled out this crazy sword I got at a thrift store. And uh, I, I, I do the whole like shoulder to shoulder bit. And I, I learned part of this French. Um, <laughs> what's the word? Oh, I just lost it. But it's like the accolades is actually mm. the name for knighting someone. Oh, is that what that was? Oh, getting funny. your accolades is getting Too knighted. Bad. So the French accolades is like, uh, advancé chevalier nom de Dieu. So I, I just <laughs> yell this as loud as I can in French for no reason. <laughs> the Raiders. What do you want? He gets up and I was like, now shower him with gifts and total strangers <laughs> he's never met. Just show up and hand him like, you know, like grenades and pistols and axes and, and shit. And he's like, so <laughs> this dude, um, he's so sweet. He's like, thoughtful, sweet, soft-spoken. But if you've ever looked at Thorbjorn oh, and dude. not known him, he looks like a Pelican Bay lifer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's intimidating. He's I fucking to terrifying. Mention yeah. he's Especially a great dad, armor. too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude, he's, he just he thanks us all, and he's, he's just, like, you know, contemplative, and he grabs all of his loot, and he kind of wanders off. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I saw him right after that. Like, I literally saw him in the street, like exiting. And I was like, "Oh, hey!" I heard he got knighted, and he's like, "Did he had tears in his eyes?" I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh yeah. wow, yeah, it was yeah, awesome. So he hit me up way later. He's like, "I called my wife, and like next to my children being born, this is the most important day of my life." And like, <laughs> no, and he's so sweet. I mean, he doesn't sound anything as pathetic as I do, but uh, <laughs> he was just like. Yeah, you know, tears still in his eyes. Like, I cried. And we're like, dude, we love you. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, good. And um, so in his absence, the Dukes of the Nuke came forward. And we took advantage of this this gathering. And we did it kind of in a totally ad, um, whatever, ad hoc ad kind of improv. Uh, improv. Yeah. Yeah. Impromptu. Yeah. Because we were involved in this experimental um, event called the Wasteland Warlords. So technically it was the Baron in Undertown, the Raiders, outside the city walls for the first time, because we used to be inside. And the shtick was all the Raider tribes got kicked out of the city. Oh, that was that year. Yeah. yeah same year as the first year of Undertown. Oh wow. The only so Undertown was like weren't there. It's the yeah, the year the Rust Tumbles weren't there. <laughs> or in Undertown. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys were in the city for uh, you were on the other side at the time. We missed you, Baron. I know. I'm so glad we're back together. <laughs> so the Dukes of the Nuke were mercenaries. And we're just going to say, for lack of a better term, good guys. Yeah, we were the <laughs> less bad guys. chaotic neutral, I think. <laughs> yeah, they, they were chaotic neutral mercenaries yeah. hired by tribes in the city to defend the city. Right. Uh, oh, I air quotation hired so hard, but nobody saw it. <laughs> Did it next also, to the mic. For, we, we heard it. We heard it. Yeah. For your, our listeners, I smell like cocoa butter and sandalwood. <laughs> That's <laughs> beautiful. So, and then across from us outside the city was Legio X. And near them was the Lord Humongous and the Dogs of War. Oh, I remember that. And yeah. they were kind of like a faction-ish, but they were other raiders, but not part of our raiders. And they were fighting the NCR, and we were fighting y'all, and then theoretically we were supposed to be fighting each other. You're bandits and raiders. You just yeah. 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 Right. But once we actually got on site, it, it's also a trick to like LARPing good, is just like that um victory loves preparation. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when we got there, like it was just the Dukes and us that did stuff. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back in the it's day, just, exactly. Yeah. Bad bad communication or, or however. So the in, in the drama that involved other people, like we were all hiring random mercs off the street to fuck with each other and stuff. That's so, right. During this uh, detente in the Mushroom Cloud Lounge during the nighting ceremony, I basically asked them how much they were being paid by the people in the city to defend them. And that's where it was like <laughs> determined that no one had actually ever paid them. <laughs> and the idea, uh, caps w- were definitely the predominant um, uh, currency at the time. And I had recently uh, debuted my own currency. Uh, uh-huh. We mentioned it in the intro. Um, um, casually known as Baron Bucks, but I was really hoping it was Coyote Canyon dollars. But I guess that's, that's right. mouthful. Yeah, yeah. So and your face yeah, is on them. So and my face is on them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, all good currencies need a nickname. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Baron Bucks. Um, so I was like, here you go, and I gave <laughs> um, War Chief Grim a drink. <laughs> drink. Thank you. Three hundred million. Baron box. <laughs> I love how but inflated. I forgot how it's. Yeah. Which, I, if I remember right, is about uh, sixteen spark plugs. Is that? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like a half a tomato and a yeah. and a jammed AK forty seven. the mag. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Half a mag. It's basically so, the Russian economy in the eighties. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, uh, for, right. So being a warlord, when we designed the money, I wanted like Nigerian inflation to be in, like just a <laughs> so it never mattered to me. And then the um, my man, the false prophet, who actually designed the the money, in case you guys didn't know, it was him. That's great. He actually just did it in millions instead of thousands, like I asked. <laughs> right. so Why not? It's more worse. It's more worthless than like North Korean won. Um, okay, okay. So sorry about that. Um, I I gave the leader of the Dukes of the Nuke hella money, but I already paid Mongo and Hotshot yep. his lieutenants yeah. beforehand in case he didn't take the money. Was that a bribe? There were some shenanigans happening behind the scenes. <laughs> that money was 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 necessary in order to complete the task. Okay, okay. But uh, to to kind of wrap up this this story, um, leaders from other tribes that weren't necessarily invited for negotiations or other things that wanted to get involved in the the LARP, if you will, um, just started like adding details and like terms, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll recognize this treaty and." Uh, if this, this, and this, and I was like, good. And I just gave them money. And then they gave my, <laughs> they just like left tribute for the, the new night. And then they walked out. And, uh, I didn't know immediately what effect this would have on like the wasteland as a community, but we decided this was going to be a new thing every year in undertown. And, um, we get into like cool kids club politics and popularity contests and stuff. And to just skip ahead, you know, a lot of people want to become known as tribe leaders, whether or not yeah. they're actually the leader of a tribe or have a tribe at all. And it's fine, you know, because I, I, mean, I don't actually have thousands of soldiers in Coyote Canyon. You know, there's there's plenty Wait, amount know. of like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Henceforth, some people just want like a, a little bit of like Internet popularity and think like um, hard deep lore 
<laughs> for the farlanders out there, walk a walk a deep lore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They, 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 well, anyhow, anyhow, I'm going too far into this. They, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm the leader of this big, great group and stuff like that. But the the Cool Kids Club, if you will, is kind of like an, seven or eight different clubs by now. And yeah. none of them have official membership rules. But like this group, it was all proximity and chance. We all just kind of camped near each other in the beginning and became friends. Gotcha. So what you're, what you're saying is this is a way for people to have a title that really exists outside of the, of the landscape of Wasteland City. Like it can exist in our minds more so than in the actual event. God, yes. Thank you. You nailed it. So it's restricted for somebody in Undertown as far as like we're concerned, yeah. but the people who don't have an internet presence, but um, <laughs> are, are like instrumental, like your tribe wouldn't actually physically arrive at wasteland and be able to set up their camp yeah. without said person. Right. Um, so the aldermen who are the representatives to me of the undertown tribes every year. Uh, and now I've got uh, Kalita who's fantastic. Uh, Burnett Valentino. She goes by a warden. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. She's the mm-hmm. first of the order is the name of her title. And she runs the knighthood order because there are many knights, including uh, critical bigs. Oh yes. Yes, I am. Um, I'm very proud the of idea- that. Yes, thank you, sir. That you can't nominate yourself. You can't. There's no application process. It's every alderman from a tribe in Undertown is allowed to nominate that person from their tribe to be recognized as a knight. And each year, last year we did three. We'll never do that again. It, was, it, it asks a lot <laughs> from a lot of people. But up to two people in Undertown a year get secretly selected for this honor. And we do the whole thing. The whole town makes gifts and <laughs> it's it, during our uh, undermoot or our big gathering at the, at Wasteland weekend at night. No one knows. They never know that they're about to be called up. It's, it's maintained. No one's blown the secret yet. in in like four years, I was so surprised that no one blew it to me. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was, a, that was a huge surprise. That's so, so great. Yeah. It's just one of those. They, uh, they also, if you become a knight, you get the same voting power as an alderman for like future undertown decisions. So it's, wow. it's a way to get recognized and then become part of their internal structure, whether or not you have fantastic social skills, or if you don't want to become a public figure, you're still kept in the, the like circle of development and such. Anyway. That's great. And I, I think it's really great. What, what you guys do as skullduggers and, and um, a lot of undertown is you have this, this rule of inclusive exclusivity. Is that the right term? Oh uh, yeah, the the illusion of exclusivity. Or, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, exactly. So there's a bunch of VIP rooms that are really hard to get to unless they're really easy to get to. So <laughs> you yeah. can feel like like you've won the prize, but everybody, uh, every wastelander, if they want to, can get in. Is that yes. kind of the idea? Yeah, we we make all the goals achievable and like, yeah. easy to explain. So as if you're brave enough to ask how to get into the room, you're strong enough to, to complete the task. Yeah. That's so great. Perfect. That's um, absolutely perfect. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you've kind of created that for like internally with this knighthood ceremony. Absolutely. Yeah. We love it. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, I love that story. And you know, a couple things that pop up in that is um, Wasteland is still relatively young as far as these festivals go. Um, and you're right. It borrows from Ren Fair. It borrows from um, different fight clubs like SCA. Um and it, it borrows heavily, obviously, from like video games and Fallout and all, all sorts of stuff. So it's really neat how this this festival um, combines so many of the other things we already love into like this one pot of of perfect 
post-apocalypse stew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it's so great. And then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I've just one more random quip. When I was still doing the community manager gig, people would ask me like, "How do I become a, like a thing? Like, how do I?" And you know, there, there's more specific examples, but to summarize, like, you go to Ren Fair for your first time, and yeah. let's say you're like, "Oh my goodness, I found my people. This is my thing," and you're like, "Can I be queen?" And they're like, no, um, Margaret has been queen <laughs> for 25 years. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Can I be in the Queen's Guard? And they're like, Sir Reginald is <laughs> the Queen's Guard. And you right. can only be in if you're his cousins. And um, so th- those kind of like barriers exist. And I'm not trying to downplay Renfair and stuff, but, but a lot of those kind of events feel ancient and insular. Uh-huh. But Wayson still has this, this culture, climate, and uh, creative angle being a we're not a reenactment society. Yeah. But if you walk in and you're like, I- I'm, I'm a saltpeter merchant and I am the count of barter town. Like all you have to do is just introduce yourself that way. And then you're only <laughs> limited right. to like your creativity and what props you make before you show up. And then that's who you are. Now you can just yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, back it up. I think Wasteland City's first mayor just decided he was mayor, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, God. With the Dukes, like I've had people come up and be like, hey, how do I get to be an MP like you guys? Which it's me, Bacon, uh, Hardass, and Jackhammer. We're all giant men. And the guy's like, how do I be an MP? You guys are so cool. And we'll just hand him a gun and be like, handle that drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they just kind of look at us all like like blank. We're like, we'll we'll watch if you if you need us, but uh, good luck. <laughs> Yeah, that's, a, that's it. A, yeah, it's just how it happens. That's a huge <laughs> so reason why we started the uh, the bounty hunting. I won't get in, too into it. Obviously, we've got other things to talk about. But the idea that everyone wants to be a fucking bounty hunter. I mean, who doesn't want to be a bounty hunter? And so we wanted to open that up where it, we didn't want to be. Yeah, the Rust Devils are bounty hunters. And we're known as bounty hunters, et cetera, et cetera. But we wanted everyone to have that experience. And if they wanted to, to be able to call themselves that. And so that's why we wanted to be totally inclusive uh, as much as we can. Yeah. yeah. And, and stuff like that makes sure that every wastelander, especially the ones that aren't part of a tribe, that they're just coming just to experience this festival and have a good time. Like everybody gets to be the hero of their story at wasteland. Yes. Yes. Or the villain. <laughs> or, yeah, the villain. villain. <laughs> or the villain, which is the a, villains a very... have the best lines. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And all <laughs> of us here, if you're not a wastelander, you, you plan on coming, come find us because we're NPCs. We're quest yeah. givers. Like we're exactly yeah, yeah. right. You yeah, can we're here out. for you. That you can come and talk to us and like run guns. We give you a crate, a weapons crate full of guns <laughs> and point you in a direction. And then like Undertown bandits and stuff are part of this quest line and they try to steal the, the, the gun crate from you. And you can either take the bribe and then we're out the guns or complete your quest and then make, make alliances that way. And yeah, we are. That's exactly right. We are NPC quest givers. Yeah, I exactly. suggest you take the bribe. there are consequences awesome (laughs) now word from one of our sponsors the rust devils if you want to be a badass bounty hunter of the wasteland come to the rust devils camp where we're going to give you the finger you can go out and hunt (laughs) any motherfucker you want In its earliest conception, Wasteland Weekend was imagined to be a place of peace, 
even among warring tribes. It was a place where once a year, all the surviving tribes of the post-apocalypse continent would gather to barter, exchange stories, and celebrate another year of being alive. But over the years, that peace has wavered. Some of Wasteland City's tribes have brought their grievances with them, and behind the backs of the city's peacekeepers known as the Elite Guard, they've continued warring in the dusty streets. Mongo's going to tell us a little bit about where all these tribe shenanigans got started. Oh, man. So, I mean, like... Like, like makeshift just said, like in the beginning, we were just a bunch of people that camped near each other. We didn't really interact. We didn't really do much. And so when the rust devils showed up, they brought this bounty hunter game, which was amazing. And, and so many props to the, to the so rust. Devils many, like, I don't yeah. know if Biggs realizes how influential he was yeah. on the lore and stuff at wasteland. But so Biggs drops this bounty hunter thing. Um, and you can sign up to be, a, a hunted person or a hunter. And so the Baron being the magistrate of Undertown and this well-known person was a top tier bounty. Like you had to complete stuff before you could even accept his bounty. And so this had gone on for a year or two. Um, and yeah, the Dukes and Luke being mercenaries had started to advertise ourselves as mercs for hire. And, uh, so you could come pay us a s small fee and we would go out and help you find the person and kill them. It's honest work. It's honest. Money. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, so we're sitting in camp one day and, and this, this petite little woman comes into our camp and she's, she's like, are you, are you the guys that, that do the, the bounty hunting? And uh, we were like, no, it's across the street. And they're like, no, I, I just came from there. I need help with this one. <laughs> I remember. And so <laughs> she, op she opened up the thing and we're like, is that the Baron? And like, <laughs> she's like I, I think so. And like, we're like, oh, yeah, we're in. <laughs> like, instantly, like, <laughs> yeah, like, no questions. Like, you can, we can discuss price afterwards. Like, we're, we're, we're in. All right. We'll do this for free, but I don't want to say that. Wait, we're getting um, paid. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, and this was, again, this was my kind of first real introduction into LARPing. Like, I've done conventions and I've dressed up in costume and stuff, but I never actually got to role play things. And so, like, we took this as like a movie and like, there's like five of us like stealthing down the main street, which was like five tents. And we're like <laughs> hiding behind cars and bunkers and doing military hand signals. Like, go, 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 go. And, and, and cover each other, <laughs> just getting her safely to the Skullduckers lounge. And we go in and it, it's packed, which, and it's packed. It's full of, of regular patrons. It's full of Skullduckers. We go in armed to the teeth, guns up. And like a movie, like without hesitation, our, <laughs> all the guns start pointing back at us. <laughs> like, like, like you hear just, and just guns and everything are pointed. And then the Baron's sitting on his throne and, and he's like, it had to be the Dukes. <laughs> I, it couldn't have been anyone else. And he's like, he gets off his throne and he just starts shit talking. And like, there's this, this air in the room that was just, I mean, movie quality gold. <laughs> and then the way the, the, the bounty hunting worked was it's just rock, paper, scissors. So you've got, you've got yeah, this epic, yeah. guns are pointed, everyone's just like, attentions are high. And then we're like, one, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. But, but so the Baron's bounty, he had to, he had to, I don't even remember what it was now. He had to beat four out of five or something. Like yeah, it that. was like best three out of five. Yeah. Best three out of five. Yeah, yeah. And we actually beat him. And, and like. I'm going to interrupt you. So <laughs> <laughs> you got me two out of five. 
And then I was like, you know what? If well, you can right. get a Skullbugger to betray me, you'll get one more chance. <laughs> nice. So naturally, in like a heartbeat, yeah. one yeah. of my people sold me out for like some new sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easier than they people just, realize. I mean, you guys they, are banned. Yeah. Yeah, they just gave him some some goggles and like done. So Sk- I I didn't know Rob yet or Chief Grimm. Drink, oh, drink, 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 drink. Mm-hmm. He was standing there with you, and I let him go again. And like he right. was literally love him to death, shaking in his boots. Oh, he was he was this <laughs> oh, was my. It was like the the energy was so high because this was so real. Yeah, this was, it was so real. Like guns are pointed. And there's yeah sweat and it's hot in the middle of the desert and we're in the bandit camp. It's yeah. not like we're on our home turf. We we kicked the door in on a bandit camp. <laughs> there's, a, of us. there's a video so, of this out there somewhere. I remember yeah. seeing the video. Really? Oh wow. yeah, yeah. I see that. <laughs> and I didn't take it. No, no. It was, <laughs> I know. Um, this is um, back in the day, and it wasn't you. Yeah, it's um, just, uh, on a cell phone. Yeah. I'm, oh God, I have no idea where it is. Lost. The look on Rob's face, pale as hell when he won. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was so nervous. But and then look, the look on the the girl that hired us face. I mean, she was like glowing because this was this was something amazing for her. It was something that she couldn't have done on her own. She had to get involved with the community because you you required a, a minimum of five people to show up. Yeah, so like, like oh and wow, she, and she didn't have. She only had like two other people she was camping with. So she didn't have enough people to do this. So the fact that she now had to go out and get involved and then like it was successful, it like, like re reinforced. Is that the word I'm looking for? This, yeah. this, this LARPing culture mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. And, and then the cool thing was we go back and, uh, hand the, turn the finger in to, uh, to the rust devils. Oh, the finger, <laughs> by the way. It's a fake plastic finger, but it's oh, yeah. got my name and a code on it, so they know yeah. it came from me. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. We used to keep track of it like super fastidiously, and then uh, that no. <laughs> uh, there was only like three hundred people at Wasteland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now we yeah. got more to do. A bit harder, but um, yeah. So we turned the finger in, and the person working the counter is like, "Oh crap, you got the Baron!" And they just slammed this massive ammo can on the counter, and they're like, <laughs> "This is yours." And we opened it up, and there's like guns in it. There's sunglasses. There's gear. And and the girl and the girl was so excited about this that she's like, "Your payment." She's like, "You each just take whatever you want out of this and just." I just want the caps. I only came for the caps. And so, <laughs> like, we didn't want to. We didn't want to loot her. So we, we just could a small item or whatever. And I could see you guys just being like, "Yeah, we're going to take it all." <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's why the dudes still aren't in Undertown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this, so this, this interaction was kind of the, the icebreaker between the Dukes and the Skullduggers yeah. to mm-hmm. start these shenanigans. And then like it, it, it led into every year. So like the Dukes won that. So then the next year, the Skullduggers are like, well, we can't let them best us. And they, they show up and they prank our camp. And then we prank them a little bit bigger and back and forth. And yep. then everyone would yep. see our interactions with each other. And the Dukes aren't a small tribe and the Skullduggers are not a small tribe. So when you see... 30 people crash a camp. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the hell is going on over there? And they see it and they get in on it or they, they want to get in on it because it's, it's improv. It's scripted, but it's improv. Like we have a behind the scenes, like, all right, this year we're going to try and do this. And it never, the, the second you guys interact, it never goes according to the script because. It's, yeah. It's yeah. I want to add real quick that like, and who wins doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. At all. Yeah, at all. <laughs> Because, like, I remember specifically, there was one year you guys, uh, we knew in advance that you were going to kidnap Warchief Grimm. 
Yeah, uh, we, uh, we're you and Vicky were gonna try. Take a drink. drink. Yeah, yeah, take a drink. Oh, drink, uh, drink, drink. What you feel? <laughs> <laughs> so we knew in advance. This was this is probably still one of one of my favorite memories. Um, we knew in advance that you were gonna come kidnap him, and yeah. there was gonna be a feud, a war between the two of us to try and get him back. What we didn't realize was you guys partied hard. Yeah. Like yeah, the Skullbuggers yeah. and the Dukes party hard. Like so, the next morning, the Dukes are hungover as as fuck. I'm just I, I remember just yeah. shuffling around camp wearing like a holy t-shirt and my boxers. I specifically and, remember this outfit. It was a weird costume. <laughs> <laughs> like I was not in character yet. Wasteland basic. Wasteland basic. Yeah, and uh, they were our, our camp was making breakfast for everyone. We were having eggs and stuff. And we're all sitting around. All of us are just, it's quiet because that's how hungover we are. And um, all of a sudden I hear, you're the worst tribe I've ever led in my life. And we, I look up and I see Warchie Grimm strapped to the front of the Baron's truck. Like chained to the no, dude, dude. Baron. This was a military five-ton truck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I see, I see Warchie Grimm chained to this with a bomb collar around his neck at 8 o'clock in the morning. Just, just cussing us out. You're the worst. I can't believe you even let this happen. None of us saw him get kidnapped at all. Right. And like, I remember sitting there eating my eggs and I see him go by and like, it, there's a long pause and like, it's gone. It's, it already happened and nobody says anything. And then I just go, was that grim? And, I, drink. and, and, and that, oh, <laughs> sorry. Drink. Oh my God. I hadn't heard this one. And, and, um, and Vash goes, I think so. And I was like, <laughs> Was that the Skulldoggers? And somebody goes, I think that was the Baron. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, I was like, he's already been kidnapped. I'm going to finish my eggs. Uh, I want to interrupt real quick because I was on top of the tower. We had the tower back then. Right, and right. I was shooting the swimsuit, the Wasteland Swimsuit Contest, which was across the street from us then. Yeah, and right, I saw him come by and I think I even got footage of him. I got to look this up, see if I have it. Because, yeah, he was not looking good. <laughs> he was... He was a he was a POW in the worst way, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know I'm like I can't move. I got to shoot this thing, uh, and I turn to look down at the Dukes, and you guys are having breakfast, and I'm like, aren't they going to do anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do a single thing. Well, here's the thing. We didn't get a, a a Duke in our camp until like twelve thirty. So that was the thing. But <laughs> we saw how hard you guys were partying. So like we're, we we knew this war and we were planning to like when you show up we're going to be armed to the teeth it, it's going to be a battle to try and steal them and then you got so, but you guys were partying as hard as us so we weren't anticipating that till like one or two in the afternoon and you guys show up at eight a.m. and we were not ready at you, at all. Did you ever hear about how we got him? No, I don't. I still no. they have no. I just I just remember sitting there eating eggs and then there's my war chief stuck in the front of the truck. I okay. just they have no idea how you got him. So some of the this, this is years ago and the, all of our tribes have kind of grown and changed and had new, new members. But back then, most of my tribe were military veterans. Okay, and I say that because we partied just as hard as the Dukes, but we were up at dawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we and were. we were like, "All right, everybody, gather around. We got to steal a war chief. Drink, <laughs> drink, drink." drink. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay, so I got up early as hell, but the night before we started partying, I made a deal and I bought the services of the Rust Bunnies. Okay, for those of you who don't know, out in the the non wastelander sphere, um, the Rust Bunnies are a merc kind of goon squad for higher tribe. 
and they'll do a variety of, of thuggery, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And they're, it's mostly like, like cute hot chick tribe. I was going to say, yes, it's, they're all attractive little bunnies, but they're armed to the fucking teeth. Yeah, yeah. And they're ruthless. They'll try anything and they're clever. They'll, they'll pull heists, kidnappings, whatever. They're our male members. They call them jackalopes. Anyhow, <laughs> the chick is for their tribes. They work for candy. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, like wow. candy, they'll do shit for you. You roll up with barren bucks or caps or whatever; they don't care. Like if you show up with like a military footlocker full of fucking lollipops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got so yourself like, an army right there. What we had done was we got an old um, Mosin Nagant crate and <laughs> filled it with dollar store candy. Nice, oh yeah. And drop <laughs> drop that off in their camp the night before. And we're like, what we need you to do at like 7.45 in the morning is roll into the Duke's camp and let them know that you need War Chief Grimm. Drink. 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 <laughs> because not, not only are the Duke's mercs, they're they're primarily, their original identity were gunrunners. Is that right, yes. Mongo? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, we were gunrunners that, I mean, we figured since we have the guns, we might as well get paid to use them. Yeah. 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 So... I was like, tell them that, like, you're new. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, they're not. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, so yeah. they roll in and count on, like, on um, their leader not knowing um, who they are. And they just pull like the sweet high school Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, ditzy girl bit. And they're just like, oh, could, could you please help us? We're on this quest. And if you go to this tribe over here and agree to do a gun sale with them, we'll get all this stuff. We'll win our quest. Could you please do this thing for us? Oh, my God. And he's like, okay, sure. And then this is, Grim that, that is agreeing. This is what? Is it, was this Grim that was agreeing? Yes. yes. Drink. 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 So then their leader, who are drinking about constantly, uh, started walking away with these young, vivacious, fantastic ladies. And his personal bodyguards from the Dukes of Nuke were like, hey, boss, you want us to come with you? He's like, no, nah, no, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this because we were watching. Oh, no. Yeah. So... <laughs> We laid an ambush at the tribe that they were walking him to, and he walks all the way into their camp. Now, they, the tribe that he's going to, they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, well. This is like Legio I and oh, okay. uh, yeah. no, Legio X. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I just Legio, messed it up. Yeah, one of them. Which one's not the- Schizo? X is not Schizo. Okay. X is not Schizo. Schizo, by the way, is a fantastic guy. He's a staff member and a leader of oh, one yeah, of the Roman dude. Legion theme tribes. So, uh, real quick, for the, those that aren't familiar with Wasteland, there are two Roman themed tribes. There's Legio X and Legio I. And you'll hear us reference both of them, but they are two yeah. separate tribes. And Legio X is the Fallout New Vegas theme tribe, and Legio I is the post apocalyptic Roman Legion theme tribe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From what okay, okay. Yeah. So it's Legio X and these guys back then they didn't gig hard. They, their costumes are, are on point, but they didn't like LARP or really kind of engage with other oh, tribes. They, they the way they did their own thing. This yeah. is really young and LARPing at the event. So these two like young hot chicks roll this, this gullible uh, doof into <laughs> <laughs> this rube, if you will, into their camp at like eight in the morning. And these people are like, yo, 
what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, me and like 14 goons in a military five-ton truck have set up an ambush at the entrance and only exit of their camp. (laughs) (laughs) He turns around and he's just like, ah, fuck. And just, we wrap him up. Like This dude's like in in ankle and handcuffs and tied up and... You guys used actual chains. You guys built this mm-hmm. bomb collar that was like 20 pounds that had blinking lights and sound effects on it. With a real lock on it that you guys locked, lost the key to. Which is also <laughs> a funny That's story. later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So we literally, the Rust Buddy is just like lured him just honeypot style away. I have no idea. That's yeah. hilarious. That's yeah. amazing. That, that makes me appreciate it so much more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, like I said, I'm I was hung over eating eggs, and I just hear "You're the worst tribe I've ever led in my life" as he's driving off. <laughs> yeah. So good. So, oh, that's hilarious. Do you, so that and then because, like I said, and that's what we were talking about. What he just said, he he involved a tribe that had no clue what was going on, but by doing that. That tribe then later wanted to get involved, which is yeah. kind of how the shenanigans and the lore started happening. Was they're like, what is going on? They're like, oh, the Dukes and the Skullduggers are having beef. And so they would watch and we would go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like they're, they're God, I can't even I can, We've The Skullduggers and the Dukes have had so many shenanigans between the two of us. <laughs> there's, there's like, okay, so there's a time we stole the Skullduggers. Entire lounge. We stole their entire camp. <laughs> the, the entire camp. We stole it from them. And it, it, somebody, again, had come to us and paid paid us to steal it. And so I sent runners out to gain some intel. And I, I say I sent runners out. Like, it was... I was like, Hey, go figure out how we can do this. And that was it. And, and the people we sent out, uh, God, they, they, I can't imagine. Again, they just asked the right questions to the right people. An hour later, I come back. They're like, all right, the Baron's truck's parked out back. He keeps the keys on the visor. It's a stick shift. Go steal it. <laughs> Drive really slow and honk the horn a bunch of times. And so, I, again, I have no idea if this was scripted or not. But I'm like, hell yes, I'm going to steal the Baron's truck. Like, again, <laughs> a, a high-ranking member of, of the Wasteland community, I'm going to steal his truck. So, so I just walk over. Sure enough, the truck is unlocked, windows down, jump in. The, all, of the, all of the information I got was absolutely wrong about this truck so i'm sitting in there mickey bang bang is watching this whole thing being like uh who by the way mickey bang bang is is now and for like three years been the leader of the skullduggers but yeah 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 and so he's like uh you know whose truck that is i'm like i don't give a shit Uh, like like, i don't know who you are don't give a shit and so like so i was told the keys would be in the visor i was told it's it's an automatic which, I mean, I can drive a stick, but when you're not looking for a stick, the stick is confusing as hell. Um, <laughs> so I get in. The keys are not in the visor. The Skullduggers are now gathering to watch me steal this truck. <laughs> they're literally <laughs> watching you. They're literally, literally just watching me. Like, what, what is this club doing in the truck, right? Gone in 180 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the truck. I'm now searching frantically through the glove box. I'm lifting up the console in my head, like, stealing this truck the keys actually were in the ashtray thank god i f- i can't fire it up because i was told it's an automatic it's a stick so no, it's not turning this i'm like a, oh shit this truck it, is that? a this truck is a fully themed armored like up armored pickup truck for the event yeah, exactly so on my it's, dashboard i've got like good luck charms and magic shit glued to it and when you look up to the visor to like check for the keys 
I actually have this like glamour shots framed <laughs> yes. portrait of my wife in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and, like at the event, she's Queen Bonesaw and her fucking like Raider royalty regalia. But it, it's like her and this like like emerald green <laughs> gown and like makeup and shit. It's like hilariously kept in my visor. So <laughs> this this lands right in your lap if you try to open the visor. So yeah. <laughs> so I finally I get the keys in. I'm going. I'm going. And I, I notice that there's three pedals, not two. And I was like, oh, it's a stick. So I get this, the thing fired up, <laughs> get it in the first gear, and just start laying on the horn and drive off. And then Mickey, then it was like it clicked with Mickey Bang Bang. And he's like, oh, shit, they're stealing the truck. <laughs> like, like, he's just watching me. Like, and he's like, oh, uh, get him. And I'm, I'm also driving at three miles an hour because I want them to chase me and follow yeah. me. And so it's, I'm, a, I'm, it's a train horn, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah, I'm driving down Main Street, also driving extra slow because there's patrons and stuff in the street just and i just do a full lap that takes about 20 minutes to go around wasteland which wasteland wasn't that big that's how slow i was driving because again there was only three to five hundred people yeah, there, were, there were like two streets yeah and and i hear everybody just shouting at me like Good, what the fuck are you doing like because again they have no idea <laughs> that i'm that what's going on and they just think some drunk dude stole the baron's truck and so they're just cussing me out and and kind of run. They would run up to the window a little bit and I'd speed up just a little bit just so they couldn't get to me. And I drove a full lap. Well, meanwhile, the rest of my entire camp infiltrates and blocks all the exits to the to the Mushroom Cloud Lounge. And then only we have a we have a this person paid us with a guest list. They wanted to use the Mushroom Cloud Lounge for some ceremony. So we have it was, like a, it was the wine symposium, like its yes. second year. Oh, yeah. So we we have a physical list that I gave we gave all the door guards front and back of like names that were allowed and names that weren't. And so we I finally just drive the truck back to the Skullduggers. Now they're extra confused. Park and I get out. <laughs> park the, the vehicle back. Get out and I stand in the door. Meanwhile, Bacon has been do- working door guard again. Bacon's another dude. He's like six five, like three hundred pounds, and he's he had my riot shield. Ginormous. Yeah, he yeah. Is the, he is the width of the door, and he's got his riot shield sideways. <laughs> And the Skullduggers are like, this is my camp. And he's like, are you on the list? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? he's like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, nope, not on the list. He's like, this is my fucking camp. And he's like, I don't get, I don't care right now. You're not on the list. And <laughs> many yeah. people are like, oh, I see what's going on. Because there was there, there was music playing. There was a full crowd of people drinking wine. Oh, <laughs> Inside. Yeah. Some people got it. Some people didn't. But like, that was kind of like the last small shenanigans between the two of us. Like, <laughs> after that. I'd been After gone that. for hours and I come back to my camp <laughs> and bacon. So I'm a giant dude, but yes. Mongo and bacon yeah. are, are fucking like twice my size. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like bacon is literally a human door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, Hey, um, uh, this is my camp. <laughs> they were like you're not on the list. I was like, uh, you know, and I did not have the energy to fuck with it. So I just left. I may have had, like I hit out in the rest of the camp. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. It was so oh good. My God. Yeah. The, yeah. So that's yeah. That's where the shenanigans happened. The shenanigans sparked. Where what yeah. we are today. People wanted in on that. Like the fact yeah. that we stole an entire camp. And not a yeah. small camp. Like I, I could understand stealing a camp that has like three people, but at the time the Skullduggers was like one of the they were like one of the biggest camps at Wasteland. That's yeah. so people, true. They're stealing helicopters and shit now. Yeah, yeah. 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 right. They're bringing helicopters and stealing. There was that they they, dro- they brought that car and had a rule that if you knocked a part off, you got to keep it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, Wasteland is so massive now. Yeah, like, stories between people are there's there's some there's some storytelling between people now that my brain couldn't even could never comprehend to come up with. Oh yeah, oh so yeah, right. And interwoven and stuff. It's it's a it's an awesome, completely different event. Now. Well, when the um, when the Goldcrest Hunting Lounge. Oh yes. Goldcrest the, Hunting Lodge? Lodge. Club. Hunting Club. club. Okay. Goldcrest Hunting Club. When they came in, they added the first, like, second step to a mission. Because first you had to complete the Rust Devil's bounty hunt and bring your finger over. Oh, sorry. It's my phone going off. Um, first you had to, to finish the Rust Devil's bounty hunt and use your finger to go get access to the ghoul crest. And then you would go in there and tell your hunting story to become part of the club. And that was yeah. amazing. It just added this whole next level. Yeah, yeah. You had to be an actual member or they would stop you at the door and turn you away. Yeah. We, yeah. And the rust devils, we didn't even hear about this the whole first year that they were doing it. We, we had no yep. clue. I was told that I had, that I had no told me about it year. afterwards. And I was like, wait, they did what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's fucking rad. I was like, why didn't, why didn't this guy, what's his name? Jerome? Why didn't he fucking? Yeah, Jerome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerome Harlan. I know, I know yeah. his name now, but at the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. Captain Stranded from the yeah. Bull Crest Hunting Club. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think they're they're one of the only places that has actually had to uh, remain exclusive only because they're so damn popular. They only fit so many people inside. I, I still yeah. to this day have never been a member. Like I've tried. I actually went, I actually went, Oh God, this is, this made it two did, years it. ago or it was the year, the year before they took a break. Um, whatever well, year actually that, that break they took. Yeah. That wasn't a break. They <laughs> moved into Undertown and we, yeah. Hit. Right, yeah, right exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right, right. I, I remember that. But, but the year that the year before that, I'm I'm like, you know what? This is the year. I'm gonna go get my tie because uh, you, 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 you get a tie as your membership thing. I'm like, I'm gonna go get my tie. And 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 um, I go there and <laughs> I'm talking to the door guard. I'm like, listen, I've got my hunting story. I've got dozens. I've got you know how many people I've killed. <laughs> and the guy's like, he's like, no, I don't. I'm like, I'm Mongo from Dukes of the Nuke. And he's like, wait, you're Mongo. And I'm, I thought I, you'd be taller. <laughs> he's like, he's like Wait, you're Mongo? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, hang on a second. He goes inside, which I didn't think that, I didn't really think that would work. I didn't want to. And uh, uh, he goes inside and he comes back out and he's like, listen, man. He's like, they were, they, <laughs> I can't let you in right now because they're doing like a wedding reception. Oh, I remember this. And I was like, wedding reception. He's like, he's like, I would let you in immediately if we weren't doing this. And he's like, and I, I, I got to say this and I don't mean to be rude about it, but like, I've heard so many stories. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> and I was like, Dude, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I've heard so many stories. I thought you'd be bigger. Okay. No, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm six foot eight. Yes. Thank six you for the eight, listeners. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I am a, I am a large individual. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, that was the, the, the one year I tried to get into Google crest and, and I was, I, I was turned away and uh, I still to this day have never, never been a member. Did, did you guys hear about when they wouldn't let me into the ghoul crest? <laughs> like, no, no, not. <laughs> their entire shit is based off of our game. Like, like <laughs> I'll, I'll make this one quick, but I walk up, like I had brought this guy from work, a friend of mine who's now awesome rest devil. So and it, it was his first year and I'm like, I'm feeling like this fucking baller. I'm all, yeah, dude, I'm fucking critical pigs. Like, Oh, I'll take you over to Ghoulcrest. It's fucking cool. Da, 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 da. We'll just stroll in. <laughs> Here's and some I VIP go, shit. I can pull. Yeah, Like, you know, like I, I don't always do this shit, but sometimes I, I want to, you know, whip it out. It's you know, fun I, when I, you pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. 
So I get my tie, which is one of the original Dirty 30. There's a whole thing. Their first 30 ties were called the Dirty what 30. What up, Dirty 30? Dirty 30. Yep. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, dude, I got one of these. I was like, oh, and here's some caps. So I grabbed some of our caps, and the cap is what you use to get in. And I was like, we got, you know, we're breast devils. We fucking have them all. So I just have a handful of them. And I go walk it up. This door goes, oh, excuse me. Hold on. Hold up. I was like, oh, yeah, hold on. And I pull out my tie. But the tie is so old and shitty. (laughs) (laughs) The guy was like, dude, that's a fake. I was like, no, dude, it's not a fake. What are you talking about? (laughs) For our (laughs) listeners, the Ghoulcrest Hunting Club is an individual tribe. And they host this members-only bar. And the... They're they're like California, um, their county laws and all these other things for having like a a bar at this event. I mean, they have a legit oh bar, yeah, by the way, legit yeah. bar. So mm-hmm. this is still um, back in the day when I was a community manager for the event, and uh, so long story real short, I had to come up with a way because this idea was so good. These guys they came up with it all on their own. They did all the work, but at the time we just came off of some other like controversial shit. And we weren't trying to like risk the event over like ATF liquor bullshit. Yeah. Right. So I had to try to find a way to make it work within the rules, within like the spirit of the law and like the letter of the law. So we weren't just like (laughs) fudging it. And, uh, you know, because it was a private camp, if they were to turn it into a VIP, because like you can share liquor with your friends, that's not illegal. Right. But then, like, right. just freely sharing liquor with total strangers in the desert, it, it gets arbitrary <laughs> about which law enforcement agency is going to come in and fuck with you about your liquor. <laughs> right, right, so, right. But if you up front are a members-only club in your own private camp at a private event, right, and you earn your way in and you get vetted, and you've you've already been, you've got your like I'm of age tag, and then they give you so they develop the system on their own to get a tie with their tribal logo on it. If you uh-huh. earn that tie, it was proof that you'd come in, been vetted, got your story and were an official friend of this private yeah. party. And that's how they got away with like running their own private party. The these guys were so exclusive. Uh, nobody knew where they were at. That was part of the challenge. You had, to find, <laughs> you had to find them first. Yeah. And then talk to the door guy who would then send you on your mission. Like they, they were that exclusive, which yeah. I, I love. I so, love that about them. the <laughs> yeah, ties. Used so, to be goodwill ties with yeah. their logo on it, but now they're custom made by the tribe themselves. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Jesus. that. I didn't yeah, know yeah. That. They're 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 like Fallout style, yeah. yellow and blue. Now it's a whole they're thing. Just for our cool. listeners, yeah. Cool. So all right, Biggs, finish up your story. So Sorry. the guy is like, "No, you can't come in. That's a fake tie." And I'm laughing. Well, dude, this is one of the dirty thirty. He's all, "No, dude, that's fake. I can't let you in." He's all, "Do you at least have a cap?" I was like, "Yeah, here you go." And I hand him a cap. He's all, "Dude, that's a fake cap." I was like, "What the fuck?" Are you talking about? <laughs> And he pulls out one of his caps. He's all, they're supposed to look like this. I'm like, dude, those are last year's caps. <laughs> like, you are, you are operating. Do you know who oh, shit? And he's all, what, uh, are you like a bounty hunter or something? <laughs> and by now, people start gathering around. And when he says, are you a bounty hunter? I start fucking laughing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Am I, am I a bounty hunter? I was like, again, I had to kind of wag it a little bit. I was like, I'm the bounty hunter, motherfucker. <laughs> like, this I is the shit. <laughs> and, uh, and there were a couple of other people, like, uh, uh, well, and then, so Sierra sees me, and she comes walking out. She's like, hey, Biggs, how's it going? And I hug her, because <laughs> she's part of uh, the Ghoul Crest. And yeah. I just look at this guy, like, hugging her, like, yeah, 
yeah, what up now? <laughs> <laughs> See what you're, you were skipping out on? Yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking funny, though, because it's super embarrassing. Like, I got this new guy. I'm all, I'm all bad. <laughs> no, you can't get in. Yep. Holy shit. I've got, I've got a quick story about Mike uh, Makeshift here that he probably isn't going to tell. Um, but involved in this exact same, exact same situation, uh, Makeshift here is one of those guys that nine times out of ten, he's behind the scenes. Yeah, the, the joke, the joke with the Dukes is, we'll be doing something awesome, and we'll we'll be like, oh god, we wish Makeshift was here, and we'll see like <laughs> Makeshift later. He'll, he'll just post footage, and he was in the middle of the thing the whole time, oh, yeah. suspended on a, on a on a guide wire or something above, taking weird, uh, like absurd photos. I'm everywhere and nowhere. Yeah, he's Parachuting one of those guys me. that were like, oh, I wish Makeshift was here, and he's like, hey guys, like right in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> so anyway, so it was. Uh, this might have been last year. The, I don't remember what what it was, but um, we're all taking a trip out to uh, to uh, Ghoulcrest because it was the the last night. We're like, you know what? Let's go. Let's introduce. We had a whole bunch of new people, a bunch of first timers. Our, our camp blows up, and then it gets small and blows up again. And we go out to Ghoulcrest because Ghoulcrest, like, like when I say it's a legit bar, Ghoulcrest is Cheers of the Apocalypse. Like oh, it yeah. is. They that, they that they built a physical bar that's uh, anyway. It's that's it's, a good way to put it. Cheers of the apocalypse. Cheers of the apocalypse. It's 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 a great. Anyway, so we, we get there, uh, and they're <laughs> the door guards like we're closed for the night, and we're like oh we got all these new people and like we have members that some of the dukes are members, mm-hmm. and 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 they're like oh, it doesn't matter we're closed, and then I see makeshift like lean in and just whisper something like nobody has any idea <laughs> Le- lean in and whisper something to the door guard the door guard shoots him a glass and then or a glance and then the door just opens <laughs> so like, like when big was talking about like wasteland clout like makeshift has this <laughs> has this, yeah. a, this superpower to go anywhere and be anywhere <laughs> and he, he knows all the right strings so yeah I'll, I'll tell you, there's, there's one trick. There's only one trick. Do you want to be in the highlights reel this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it anywhere. Yeah, that is it. That's so, funny. Yeah, that's that's oh. all I got. That's all I got. I mean, you yep. could do a whole episode of this just on Google press stories. Oh, I totally. absolutely could. Yeah. I, I got yeah. a bunch. I could talk all about them being hidden in Undertown and my involvement and. And ties. Yeah. I got a whole story about fucking ties. <laughs> Aaron, you know the story I'm fucking talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I probably well, have. <laughs> I've got two or three tie stories myself. Oh good god! Well, sa- save those for next time. I do want to get to um, this other story that we had planned with Brett. Absolutely. Sure thing. Of course, of course. The Apocalypse Postcast is brought to you in part by the Skullduggers. Do you survive sneaky breaky in the wasteland? You who get by on your wits and stealth, audition for the Undertown Thieves Guild. Seek out Sir Buttercup at Attack Squad. The Baron approves. <laughs> so all this improvised tribe v tribe shenanigans started happening around the same time as the very first tribe missions, which were kind of like video game style side quests that wastelanders could do during the day when there wasn't a whole lot of daytime entertainment. And the tribe that started all of it was the Rust Devils with their bounty hunting game that sent people out to seek and defeat a total stranger in the wastes. And Critical Biggs is going to tell us about the time he found himself on the other side of a bounty. Go for it, bud. All right. Fantastic. So uh, what's funny is as I was listening to uh Mongo's story about um, about someone hiring their tribe. I realize mine's actually uh, kind of similar in some ways. <laughs> so it kind of starts the same, but ends 
very differently. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I forget exactly what year it was, uh, but you know, uh, the rust devils are hanging out. It's hot as fuck. And, uh, and I'd been outside kind of barking, getting people to come join in the bounty hunting all day. And I was getting fucking tired. So, uh, uh, one of one of the rest devils had made a bunch of hamburgers, and so I told the rest of the tribe, "Hey, dude, uh, I'm just going to grab a burger. I'm going to go up in the tower. We we had a very tall tower that did not fall down. Hey, a- it was windy. <laughs> it was windy, and I just fell over. Okay, I get it. I get it. There's, a, there's a, another story behind that, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I was like, "Hey, guys, I'm just going to take a burger and I'm going to go hang out in the tower for a minute because the wind wasn't, you know, 60 miles an hour." And I climb up in the tower, and I'm not up there for more than five, ten seconds before I suddenly see a whole just throng of fucking uh, Dukes of the Nuke and uh, <laughs> Legio I motherfuckers all full battle rattle, like ready to rock and roll. And they come rolling into the camp, and I see the Rust Devils all start picking up their guns like you know, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> you're on Archer. <laughs> and I'm looking down, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And part of me was like, oh, maybe I should go down there and, and go say, hey, I'm like, no, 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 you know, Biggs, take a break, just take a break, just watch from here. <laughs> and, then, and I see, and the, they've all got their chest puffed up, and I see, you know, Dogface <laughs> and and Clancy and, and fucking uh, Big Chief, all with their, you know, with their guns in their hand, like, you know, and there's something going on. And so I'm just eating my burger. And I get burgers. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. When you are that fucking hungry and hot, that burger was like gourmet. My but Saturday it was just... water tastes good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So I'm just I'm enjoying this delicious dry burger. And uh <laughs> and over over the gentle breeze, I I hear then they keep saying blah 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 bigs blah 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 bigs, and I'm like they're looking for me, and <laughs> I was like why the fuck are they looking for me? And I noticed that none of my tribe members are pointing up toward you know the tower. Good on them, thank you. And I was like, well, obviously if they wanted me for any good reason, my tribe would be like, yeah, he's up in the fucking tower. But I was like, oh shit, they're after me, and so I'm just sitting there. And then um, there was this uh, photographer there, um, and they they spotted me up in the tower and they were part of the dukes of the nuke at the time and uh they spotted me up in the tower and i see them from where i'm saying they're just laughing and they get down in a position and they get some photographs of schizo and warchief grim everyone take a drink drink, drink. drink. <laughs> oh exiled one <laughs> oh exiled one i'm looking for you and in the foreground, we see Warchief Grimm and Schizo all, you know, chest inflated. And they're all like, you know, like, rah, 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 rah. and me in the background, just laughing with a hamburger in one hand and my pistol in the other. And I just sat there and I just started pulling the trigger on my pistol, just shooting everyone from my tower, like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and, uh, and so there, there's some of these pictures are still floating around. But um, anyway, so. The uh, the the Dukes and Legio leave empty-handed, of course, and uh, I go back down, and the tribe tells me, like, holy shit, <laughs> they came rolling in here looking for you. Apparently, some bounty hunter grabbed your bounty, 
the rust devils, by the way, will have bounties out on ourselves because we'll fucking hunt anyone, including ourselves. Yeah, they, they have a whole wall of people you can hunt. Yeah. And, and the rest of us, and we all have our kind of own little game you got to play to kill us in general. But this is I've been off the wanted list since uh, Undertown started. But oh, really? Maybe one day. Maybe <laughs> yeah, one day. Put you back I'm up still there. looking for the person to kill Mongo. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they tell me that uh, yeah, this, this bounty hunter um, wanted, to, wanted to make a big show of this. And so went over to... I forget if they went to Duke's first or Legio first, but we're basically like, hey, can I get a little bit of help? You know, this sounds familiar. And then uh, I think they went to Legio first. And Legio's like, the schizo, who's the head of Legio, he's like, fuck yeah, let's go get that big guy. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. They and showed then, up at Legio because then Legio showed up at the Duke's. And Legio is one of those neutral tribes. So we didn't know if they were there to try and kill us. <laughs> yeah. You never know when, when right, the tribe right, right. walks yeah. in. And they show, they show up their entire tribe deep. So we're like, oh, <laughs> shit. I mean, we got, we got enough guns, but. Yeah. <laughs> and all they've got is like lances. Right, right, right. <laughs> but they're warriors. I yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So, uh, so they tell me that, um, uh, that there's all these people hunting me. And I, I just get a grin from ear to ear. I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. So I was like, all right, I, I got an idea for this. And uh, I grabbed this uh, old shitty suitcase. And uh, one of the rest devils had made me a bottle cap mine. Uh, it's actually a gift for one of my kids, because uh, that's how we do. And I put the bottle cap mine in the suitcase. And I'd throw a whole bunch of bottle caps in there, you know, for extra shrapnel. Mm-hmm. And I took an empty wanted poster and I drew really crude stick figures of Warchief Grimm. Uh, <laughs> Cheers. <so>. Cheers. <laughs> I drew them with this big gaggle of uh, mercenaries on the bottom of the page. And both of them kind of cross-eyed and looking kind of funny. You know, Warchief Grimm threw his like sunglasses. You could see. Oh, there it is again. All right. <laughs> oh, the honored fallen Warchief Grimm exiled oh, from Wayside City. <laughs> the from... tributes, the tributes from the Baron are getting better every time we drink. <laughs> Isn't that how it always goes? <laughs> so, um, now, for those that don't know, I am a legit artist, and I could have done a much better job. But I, chose I uh, I'm actually an illegitimate artist. <laughs> <laughs> so I drew them just looking all goofy and cross-eyed, and then I drew a tower in the background and me up there with this. Little things says Biggs with an arrow, and then Schizo and he who shall not be named. <laughs> Arrows there. And I wrote, um, leave the hunting to the pros. Try looking <laughs> up next time. <laughs> and then quick, on what's that? I was gonna say quick note on that. I remember seeing that note, and uh-huh. I'm gonna um, we didn't understand it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, explaining this, I was like, "Oh, that's what that meant." Oh, there uh, it is. So, were the Dukes like, "Wait, the Rust Devils have a tower?" <laughs> right? Like, you okay. missed it? Now, for everybody listening, that's not a waste center. There were like four towers in yeah. Waste Center City. Back that's then. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was certainly a tower measuring contest. <laughs> that, well, it, it was every year. Every year, the tower would get an extra ten feet yeah. until. Until towers were banned for, I don't know why. Actually, I have no idea so why I'm, towers were banned. I don't. I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. I never heard that towers were banned. Is that real? Uh, uh, they weren't banned. They were just frowned upon if they were improperly anchored. So yeah, well, I, I, think, I think there's, I think there's some height restrictions or something. I know. Yeah, I'm there's some way here, coming. but DX, DXC won, and I love oh, their yes, camp. I love their folk, 
but I'm going to throw shade. <laughs> so they built like a four foot tower <laughs> on top of a 12 foot trailer. Yeah. 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 And they ended up like taller than everyone else by like, yeah. like a foot. And yeah. we're like, motherfucker, it's a four foot tower. That doesn't count. Well, that, that was all until uh, Caution Tape Carnival came along with their, oh, with their whole oh, yeah. foot tower oh, yeah. made of. Yeah, that's epic. That is epic. Yeah. They're carnival they, epic. Yeah. Like, it, it's like a real carnival tent. I don't know. What, what is it even made of? It's like scaffolding plus uh, like these giant ratchet straps holding yeah. it down. It's it, nuts. It's, it's, My it's tower weird. is only seven and a half foot tall, but I think it's the widest tower. So <laughs> I think that, it, it's not the length. It's the girth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Back then it didn't, it didn't take much to get above the crowd. Cause the tents are all like four feet high. With massive with their giant, they had their, their scaffolding with the, the tent over tent, uh, the, parachute actually over it yeah and so yeah then makeshift shows up with like a 30 foot tower and slaps it up and (laughs) makeshift that was your tower the duke's tower yeah me and marcus put that together no uh, 2012 marcus was the carpenter right yeah well him and i just we went to home depot we built it up together and then and then uh yeah, that was always kind of my tower because <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I'm the I, one that I, brought it. Every year. I never knew. Tower. Yeah, I met yeah. Marcus, and somebody was like, "This is the carpenter," and I, I just started working as a carpenter in the stagehands union. Oh, gotcha. I was like, "Dope, you all just slap this together." I didn't know you were. I'm just super happy to know that you know you were in on that. Yeah. So oh, we, had, we had the Duke's tower, and then we had makeshift's tower. So like we yeah. built our tower, and then we put makeshifts because yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, for those quick quick disclaimer, um, we built the tower one year. It was a it was a complicated gear we uh camps got mixed up we were sharing a camp with somebody else uh we got half the campsite we were supposed to we showed up late anyway we threw this tower up and then we forgot to anchor it down and a huge windstorm showed up and knocked our tower Wait. over yeah is that is that a, that's the same that's the first year of undertown yes 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 because yes. yeah. for, for our listeners behind the scenes even though we were at war their campsite got so fucked up well, <laughs> yeah, make, so makeshift bad. and like seven of the dukes actually yep. secretly camped in our camp oh yeah yeah because yeah. they gave us half the camp size and yeah. so yeah seven of the members we didn't have enough space for tents that's how small our camp was and right. so they camped out in undertown and just hung out with us but yeah Dude. so we threw this tower up uh we forgot to anchor it because we were like i said we were in a rush we were late uh opening gate ceremony was happening we threw it up and then a windstorm happened with like 65 mile an hour winds uh blew our tower over almost killed the mayor um, <laughs> luckily like in, into a road though there was no camp in that direction correct correct it blew the tower over into a road blocked one of the main the main exits for the camp um we had to quickly take it down and ever since then tower rules there's been act we are the reason for the tower rules <laughs> yeah yeah thanks so I'm, I'm sorry i didn't mean to take this huge segue again no uh, tower was Bates. important though sorry yeah, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah no, sorry Bates. so all right uh, back to so, yeah back to Bates. Oh yeah, yeah, the note. The uh, yeah, okay. Yes, so the note. I look up. I put it in the suit uh, suitcase, and as soon as I shut it, I look up and there's a fucking dude with a double barreled shotgun drawn on me. I'm like, whoa, what the? <laughs> and, and he, as one does, yes, yeah, one does. I mean, this is kind of old hat for Biggs. Um, so and he holds up a bounty poster for me. I was like, oh shit! I put up my hands, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Were you the? Were you the one that? got all these guys looking for me and he, he looks at me confused like what are you what are you talking about now i just came into your camp with a double barrel shotgun i'm just gonna get you i was like <laughs> oh i was like oh you're another bounty hunter who's looking for me i was like tell you what 
that come with me. <laughs> you know, it was like <laughs> just like took control of the situation. Well, uh, just come along. We'll do we'll do ours in just a minute. I, this is time sensitive. I got to do this like right now. So come along with me. So I grab him. He's got a shotgun on me. It's a beautiful shotgun too. And uh, and we walk over to the WCC, and uh, I see uh, Mary, who's uh, the Swedes uh, Swedes wife, and. I go up and I have this suitcase and I was like, Hey, uh, I know that you guys do all this mail. They, they curry your mail across the wasteland. And I said, Hey, I've got, I don't have a piece of mail, but I have this big suitcase, a package. Would you mind delivering this for me? And she looks at me and she's like, Oh, we don't, we don't really do packages and stuff. I was like, Oh man, like this, this would just be fantastic. And then she says, hold on one second. Let me go get sweet. So sweet comes up. And Swede, you know, he's like, so what's going on? And I tell him the story. I'm like, yeah, uh, Schizo with Legio, he's hunting me down. I want to deliver this to Schizo himself. And this is one of my favorite lines. Swede says, well, Schizo is a close personal enemy of mine. So I have (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Okay. So I hand him. I handle the suitcase knowing that it's in good hands and it's going to get delivered to Legio I. But I was like, I'm going to spark something off. Let, whatever it is, let's see. You know, YOLO. Um, so YOLO. <laughs> I turn around. I see this guy still with a shotgun on me. I was like, all right, hey. Okay, so at the time, my challenge was you had to play Rust Devil Roulette with me in order to, to defeat me, which is I have a cap. It's not a cap gun. It's just a, um airsoft gun with nothing it's in good- it. Oh, okay. That was a Nerf gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just this airsoft gun uh, that doesn't do anything. And I have uh, six bottle caps that all look exactly the same. They say Rust Devil Roulette because, as I always say, always be branding. Uh, So, (laughs) and on the bottom of one of them, I had printed out a thing that says Bang. So, that's the one. That's the bullet chamber. And then we, uh, I have these red, um, uh, sorry for saying I'm so much, uh, headbands to put on like the deer hunter right and so we both put on these headbands and then uh I, <laughs> for I the gen z people listening deer christopher walken and um burt reynolds uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh wrong one and in it uh the they're in Vietnam and they do uh, Russian roulette. And I hope everyone is familiar with what Russian roulette is. Anyway. I mean, I would hope they're not, not everyone is familiar. But... <laughs> okay. Well, familiar with what is. waka waka waka. Ha ha. Um, so we, and then we lay out the caps, like the chambers of a, of the revolver. And then we rock, paper, scissors. And if I win, they have to go first. But if uh, they win, they get to go first. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> the <Baron> approves. <laughs> I get them with that every time because they're they're just all excited. They're not thinking that. So I always make them go first. And you hold the pistol to your head, and then you pull the trigger, and you flip one of the bottle caps over. So nice. And he does it, flips the bottle cap over, uh, and click. Oh, okay. And then hands it to me. Click. And, and I always play it up, you know, as I'm pulling the trigger, like in the movie Deer Hunter, I start yelling, I'm like, ah, click. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Like, no. You have to, you yeah. have to. Yeah, you got to play yeah. it up. Again, we're the NPCs. So then, uh, then the pistol comes back to me, it's down to like two caps. I, ah, and I flip it over and it's the bang. And I, I just yell <laughs> as loud as I can. And I flip my head around and I fall down just dead in the dust. And he fucking got me. I was like, good job. 
And again, <laughs> oh wait, so, wait so, someone died. Oh, <laughs> oh cheers. Oh, cheers! Cheers to Biggs! Cheers to Biggs. Oh, yeah, to the honor fallen. Mm. Poor Biggs. <laughs> so, um, Poor Biggs. One of his thousands of deaths. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never truly knew the. So I'm gonna take a quick moment. Uh, side story on this one. This is this is quick, but this is an important important part of this story. It's very important. Yes, um, and and legit important, not like waka waka important. So very important. <laughs> the bounty hunter that got me, that had the shotgun, um, who defeated me, uh, his wasteland name was Gray, and Gray. Uh, the next year before the next wasteland, he and I were chatting about bounty hunting stuff. And he unfortunately passed away in real life. Oh, oh and man. And he is one of the people who is actually up on the tribute to the fallen that we have up on the hill. Uh, and I, to this day, wish I had gotten to know him better other than that one story. But I do find it important to tell that story because it's a fantastic yeah. one. He fucking kicked my ass. He Can had that beautiful shotgun. And yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's legitimate. Yeah. Drink okay. on that one. So here's to Gray. Uh, and and here's to Gray. To Gray. To Gray. Okay. So back to the Waka Waka stuff. Um so then uh, we go back to camp and uh and I'm sitting down again. It's it's been a hot fucking day. And and I, at the time I was still Gringle Biggs, life. you're a hot fucking day. I tell you Especially when I'm wearing like 80 pounds worth of gear. Uh, that was back when I had my old Bigs outfit, which was just, yeah. We've all we've all had that mistake where we just have too much shit. But so oh, I get it. Yeah, I'm sitting there, and then I look across the street and I see marching like single file a whole bunch of Legio I motherfuckers. And again, they are all geared up, and they you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? They stop <laughs> and all in unison turn to look at our camp. And what's great is they had uh, Fury Road had come out that year and with the silver paint on the mouth and all that. They had Witness me! Yeah. And they had painted gold all over their mouths because they're fucking Romans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> naturally, yes. They're not going to be like the plebes and do silver. No, they have gold. So they had gold all over their mouths. And I was like, oh, no, it's schizo was there, and I'm like, clearly the bomb did not work. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, and I'm just chuckling to myself. So I grab a hand grenade because my weapon of choice, <clears throat> and I stand up and I walk out there. I'm like, hey, schizo, what the fuck do you want? And schizo just smiles through his beard, and he's like, I have a present for you, Biggs. And this guy, um, Specs, Mike Specs, uh, <laughs> he's a very small, slight guy. Great dude. I love him. We're at the time. Yeah, uh, Specs is fantastic. And I, mm -hmm. I love this guy. And he comes just flying into camp. I think he was probably going a little bit faster than five miles an hour. He comes <laughs> flying in on this dirt bike. Just, and he kind of skids out in front of me. At least this is how I remember it. And uh, and he's wearing next to nothing. He just has shorts on and like a vest. Like that's it. Oh, and some shoes. But that's Legio oh, okay. is always very naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's all, I have a present for you. And he opens up his vest, and it's the same Hello Kitty lunchbox bottle cap mine that I had sent to, to Schizo. <laughs> literally <laughs> duct taped to his bare shaven chest. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah, hops, that's good. He hops off the dirt bike, and I'm like, 
oh shit, I throw the grenade at him. I try to run, but I'm wearing so much shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like a turtle. I'm all, nah. And he's, you know, scrawny little dude. He's like, <laughs> and he runs, jump, jumps in the air like a flying squirrel and just wraps his arms around me and yells, boom! <laughs> and he's so good. In the dust, just laughing and laughing. And then Legio comes in. We all stand up and hug each other and just have a blast. So I died. Oh, wait. I died again. You died. Oh, critical bigs. How many times have you died? That's a double drink, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I died twice within like an hour. But (laughs) (laughs) Dex also died. Yeah, everyone drinks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, and then... All the collateral damage in camp, we probably had five or six rest levels, but <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> right, for, for doing a body count. Just chug. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. That's kind of how I roll. And uh, yeah, and what was great, again, you know, we talked about this kind of LARPing ap- aspect and being in and out of character. Again, you know, as soon as the little scene played out, we're all laughing and just having a good time. And then Legio came in, and there's some great pictures of just me and Schizo just grabbing each other's shoulders. And he's like, Biggs, I wanted to show you uh, that I have more expendable men than you have explosives <laughs> you can send my way. God, I love it. <laughs> that was always his thing. I've got more men I'm willing to sacrifice than yeah. you have bullets. That's fantastic. Yeah. And what, what happened is when it when the package showed up at his camp, uh, this, this package shows up and this guy's all, hey boss, this package showed up for you. Do you think it's a bomb? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> They knew it was a bomb. <laughs> We're not fucking stupid. And yeah. So, um, he was like, yeah, I think it is. How about you guys open that over there? I'm going to stand over here. <laughs> so I know like ancient JMC is like anathema and like oh. official stuff now. Right, right. But back in the day, I actually got a package at Wasteland from the JMC that said, definitely not bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, with all those stories told, we're going to put the uh, the lid on this package. <laughs> it's not a bomb, I swear. How do you like bomb. that transition? <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Nicely on the played. next episode, Critical yeah. Biggs gets a lobotomy, the barrier talks <laughs> nine, and the origins of Party Chief Mongo. Oh, exactly. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, man. Well, I got to say, Mongo, Critical Biggs, the Baron, you guys are all uh, juggernauts of Wasteland Weekend. I think the three of you have... Um, made wasteland accessible to more people than any other three people combined um other than the creators of course uh you guys just make it really fun for everybody you're so inviting you always have um stuff for people to do um your camps are always a party i really appreciate everything you do there and here on this podcast so thanks so much for coming today thank Thank you you. yeah yeah we love you too man absolutely thank you Oh, this was this has been so much fun. Um, guys out there you've been listening to the apocalypse postcast a podcast um if you enjoy this, make sure that you hit subscribe wherever you're listening, because we're going to do a whole lot more of this. I'm, I know for sure we're going to have these three guys back along with plenty of other guests. So thank you for um, listening and we'll see you next time. Patreon.com. What, what was that? <laughs> Patreon.com. Oh yeah. Smash <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. Yeah. If you want to support this channel along with the YouTube, there is a Patreon, patreon.com backslash the apocalypse post, where for as little as a dollar, you can get everything I ever produce early, which is great. That's about it. We're going to leave it there. Thanks so much, survivors. Stay alive. Ben,